You're listening to Mansplaining Manhood. What you know about Talking about something. I'm Justin. And I'm Jay. Welcome back, Jay. Got our sweet little tobacco pipe and delicious coffee here. We went with the jaw hangers out pipe today. Uh, cherry aromatic tobacco. Tastes good. Very aromatic. Love the way my beard smells afterwards. It does. It just gives your beard this just depth of manliness. It's all masculinity just pouring out of it. Pouring out of my beard. Anyway, mansplaining manhood, we are back. M squared. M squared. And this week we are talking about creating and cultivating. Cultivating, that's right. Create and cultivate. This week we are going to be talking about God's mandate for man and more specifically about what we're supposed to be doing as men in every area of our lives. This is the mandate God has given us to create, to make something that is not yet there and to cultivate it, to keep going, pushing it forward, making stuff new. And this is the mandate God's called us to do. This is the big umbrella over everything we're talking about that we're supposed to always be doing in every area from personal lives to relationships to home life to work life. We are supposed to be creating and cultivating anything and everything. And no Peter Pan does this. Peter Pan is just too busy with peanut butter. We should probably just buy some jelly. Jelly, yeah. Then he can create peanut butter and jelly. Oh, we're going to make him a man yet. Yeah, we are. The baby steps. Side note, you know what you should do? Mix your peanut butter and jelly together, <clears throat> then put it on your sandwich. Because the jelly doesn't soak into the bread. This is creating and cultivating. That is pretty creative. <laughs> well, it's creative. I don't know if it's cultivating, but it's definitely creative. <laughs> well, it's cultivating if you teach others and you share it. Mix your peanut butter and jelly on a sandwich. We're going to try that today. It's Saturday. We do these on Saturdays. So so for lunch today, guess what I'm eating? Peanut butter Pre-mixed. Pre-prior mixed. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That's right. It's going to revolutionize your tasting of a sandwich. Revolutionary. Mind-blowing. Back to work here. The manhood realities discussed in prior sessions really should be a startling wake-up call for all of us, don't you think? Absolutely. From the statistics we read about the FBI, 72.5% of men cause all crime. Yeah. From the fall how Adam gave up his natural uh, roles over to Eve and in to Genesis. say, yep, in Genesis 1, that we talked about the history of America. Yep, leading up to our current manhood realities. They were racism, the Industrial Revolution. Feminism, warriors, and... and extended adolescence. Peter Pan. They, they should be a, a little wake-up call to go, all right, okay, we get it. What's going on here, man? It is a mess, and this is what's going on, and, and we have to do something to fix it, at least start to become aware of it and work on it. Which brings what we talked about the last couple of weeks with the, the multi-dimensional man. That's right. And his king face, warrior face, his friend face, and lover face. So in chapter 1 of Genesis, which we read uh, a few episodes ago, we see God's model of leadership through two specific actions. The first one that we notice right away is that God is creating. He creates everything from absolutely nothing. So what is the definition of, of create? All right, from this piece of paper in my hands, Jay. Where'd you get that piece of paper, dude? You printed it from somewhere. I I'm did? Just, yeah, I'm just reading it. Oh, I must have been creating something. Ooh. Oh, you're a fault, Jay. That's pretty good. All right, so create, elementary level word, 
which means to cause to come into beginning as something unique that would not naturally evolve or that is not made by ordinary processes Hmm. to evolve from one's own thoughts or imagination as a work of art or an intervention. Ooh, that's a good one too. So God, his creating, he created everything. It was something that was in his imagination. It was in his thoughts. It was his ideas and his character to create something amazing. Nothing. Created all things. Spoke things into existence. The power of his word. The universe, the stars, the earth, the water, the all creatures, us humans. So God creates everything from nothing. That's the first way that he models his leadership. The next way he does it is God cultivates things. So we need a definition for the word cultivate also. All right, here we go. From the same piece of paper, Jay, that you handed me this morning because you created it. Mm. Cultivate. I mean, at least you can just go to the old-fashioned Google machine and Google it. Yeah, when I need when I need a definition, I go to dictionary.com, don't you? <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> this is not sponsored, by the way. No, <laughs> dictionary.com is not sponsored. All right. There's nine little definitions. I think we honed in on to like... Uh, five just, and six we like the best. Absolutely. So five says, to develop or improve by education or training... Train, refine, to cultivate. So to develop or improve something by education or training and to promote the growth or development of something, to promote or develop, to improve upon is the word cultivate. When you make something like a universe, you don't just leave it. You go on and and do something with it. You cultivate it. God didn't just put in emotion and walk away. No, see, the, actually, that, that is one theological definition of deism, where God creates and just takes off. We don't believe in that. We believe that God actually created this and is involved with it. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So God created man in his own image, and in uh, that image, he created male and female. There's a difference. Equal but not the same, yeah. like we were saying the last few Most weeks. Created in his image, we have the same intellect, emotion, will, desires that that God has. That's how we created a self-perception, self-direction. We're the only beings in the universe that are like God in that way. God intended man to be like him. How did he do that? What does he intend us to do to be like him? Well, create and cultivate. God also created man to be social and spiritual just like he is. Just like him. We're supposed to be, I guess that's where the word Christ-likeness comes from. We're supposed to be like him. We have to try. In, in these big areas. Social beings. Be around others and to be pursuing those relationships. And uh, just reiterating that from last week. And we're supposed to be spiritual. Amen. When men don't lead, what, what follows, Jay? Uh, we blow it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we looked up the definition of chaos. Here it is. <clears throat> Complete disorder and confusion. Behavior so unpredictable as it to appear as random and owing to great sensitivity to small changes in conditions. The formless matter supposed to have existed before creation of the universe. Chaos. Absolute complete disorder and confusion. So that's the definition of chaos. Okay. When men don't lead, chaos follows. Every time. Look throughout history, you can see how 
tore up it is. Most of the stuff we're looking back on in history is bad stuff. Wars, killing, conquering, nations rising and falling, and always some kind of tension caused by men who created chaos because they didn't lead. Masculinity is needed, so we need to stop telling people we don't need it Mm. because men are needed. Just, just like females, masculinity is needed. Think about or consider the disorder and confusion that occurs in a home when a father abandons his responsibility to raise his children. Like we've talked about in previous episodes, how a man is needed for his children, for his wife to help in the overall home life and how it's ran. We're not saying that women aren't needed, but men need to step up and do their roles. Because without it, it causes chaos. On the primary responsibility. Statistically, children growing up in a father-abandoned homes are far more likely to die in infancy, live in poverty, end up in prison, use drugs, be abused, or drop out of school. Do you have the statistics on that? The National Fatherhood Initiative. Data on the consequences of father absences. Fatherhood.org, just a few statistics on fatherless homes. When a father is absent from the home, there's a four-time greater risk of teen pregnancy, seven times more likely to have behavioral problems, more likely to face abuse and neglect, two times greater risk of infant mortality, more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol, more likely to go to prison, twice as likely to suffer obesity, more likely to commit crimes, and two times more likely to drop out of high school. 18.4 million children without their biological fathers at home. That's from the National Fatherhood Initiative. Clearly, when dad is absent, chaos ensues. Fathers are needed. So men, it's important. Don't think your role is insignificant. We need to be there. We need to show up for our children, for our wives, for... Our communities show up, work hard, create and cultivate. Don't just be the guy who just shows up, does the minimum to get by. Yeah. No, go take charge. Statistics show when men get married and have children, they step up and do more. They tend to have a natural desire to put themselves out there than just sit there and be a boy. So don't be a Peter Pan. Get married. Have children and start owning some responsibilities. Masculinity is not just about being a natural born leader. It's about having courage. I think a lot of excuses guys would give. I wasn't I just wasn't born that way. I wasn't born to lead and step up. I don't have that gift. But a lot yes. of it's just owning it, taking ownership and and, and working on it. You put the first step forward. Take charge. Be Nike. Just do it, man. Do you have any examples in your life of that, Jay? Something that you weren't naturally born or naturally gone into in your life that you stepped up and just did it and done it? Nope. <laughs> Back when I started working out, I realized well, I don't have to work out. I just stack this stuff on, bro. <laughs> Obviously, you do too. <laughs> I'm not naturally born for this father figureness, but let me tell you what, I'm pretty good at it. Back to your question. I don't think I was natural born anything, dude. I, th- I feel like I had to work hard at everything, honestly. I, I'm like, what did I do? I feel like I still have to work 
consciously hard at a lot of stuff. And I think a lot of guys are like that. Just natural born. I don't know. I don't know. Or natural I mean. born in the sense of your personality. I naturally gravitate towards work with my hands, being creative with projects or woodworking, stuff like that. Like I'm not naturally born wanting to read books and be a doctor or a lawyer. I don't naturally go towards academic kind of stuff. Yeah, academically being smart and holding a lot of books. I naturally gravitate towards using my hands and picking up and figuring things out. That's just my natural yeah. proclivity. Like sports in school, I had to work really hard at it. Listen, school, I was the best cheerleader on the bench for my sport team. <laughs> was never the, I was never naturally born. But you gave it your best. At being athletic. I know I look pretty athletic here, Jay. Yeah, I like. I'm stunned. Like you didn't. I'm six two and I've got somewhat long legs. Slowest runner in the world, Jay. A turtle could beat me. Whew, just naturally slow. I'm not good at doing things, but I did just. I just went out and did things. Yeah, just did it. So the point here is okay. So masculinity is not just being a natural born leader. Uh, so we're not naturally born into. Uh, particular uh, skill set, but we do need to just do them sometimes. Just because I'm not naturally born into an academically focused mind doesn't mean I just don't go and try to read and right. uh, improve on my skills and do things. Leaders go beyond their weakness, like we were talking about in previous episodes, and march forward and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. Uh, leaders don't just wait around. They don't wait for things to happen for them you need some determination here that i'm, I'm gonna it's not natural for me i'm, I'm determined to, to accomplish it and do it so we want to be specific about god giving us a mandate to create and cultivate how does that translate to today we know god created and cultivated in the beginning he passes that type of leadership on to men and so men today me you every other guy we need to be creating and cultivating in our own lives in real specific ways. I'm thinking in my head right now, that's creating a business from nothing and then taking that business in and, and growing it and developing it. it. It could be family life. You're getting married. You're beginning a family. You're creating a family and, and you're, creating a, you're cultivating that family, not to just be a failure, but yeah. to be a really good family that contributes and, and, and is about eternal things and cultivate your kids not just to be out of your house by 18 but create them to be fathers and husbands and wives and uh, mothers cultivate them to love jesus cultivate your family scripture calls husbands to wash their wives with his word and to lead and shepherd so as a husband, as you're creating this family, cultivate this family, grow it, just like a farmer. Like we were talking about in the farming days, farmers would go out, they would scrape the land, they would drop the seeds, they would cultivate it, water it, fertilize it, watch it grow. They come in and reap and uh, till the land. They would go and, yeah. and get this product and then sell it to make money for their family. So in the same way, you want to do this as a husband for your family, like we're doing with this podcast. We're what are creating, we doing? We've never created a podcast before. Never. I've only never edited before. That's a challenge. Oh, goodness, yeah. 
Listen, I'm an awful speaker too. <laughs> we're cultivating. We're doing something that we haven't done before, trying to become good at it. At some point, I'd like to record us video so people can see this amazing muscle mass. That oh, we man. Have. <laughs> oh, man. But creating cultivate. Let's see. What are some yeah, other... Yeah, so, so we're not natural-born podcasters. Right? I wasn't born with a mic in my no, mouth. No, we're, we're, we're doing the best we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are some other ways we can create and cultivate? Let's give examples. Let's men think that they are creators and they all they are cultivators currently yeah. where they stand. I think this is a big miss at work, man. Not that not in creating a, a company. That would be creating cultivating too, obviously, but just in, in your daily work, what are you cultivating to make something better in your own role? Or are you just dragging along, dragging your feet, just whatever, punch in, punch out? Or are you taking ownership of your job? Are you taking ownership of your responsibilities at work? Are you, are you trying to cultivate your position there to grow and to lead, to take over? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, are you uh, doing the guy's job above you to take that next step? You're pursuing something, not just taking your foot off the gas. A lot of people work in neutral. They, they want to try to get through the workday relaxing. No, you relax at home. You work at work. Oh. You're not to be relaxing during your workday. Yes and no. Relax at home. But you're working at home too. Oh, I'm talking about work. Yes. Yeah, relax at home. Work at home. But at work, you shouldn't be trying to chill yeah like do you, nothing. you're supposed to have your foot on the gas man and you're supposed to be going for it you're it's getting, work ethic yeah you're getting paid to to create and to cultivate yeah and right now we've got a bunch of peter pans out there working not wanting to do stuff just laid back try to do more than what they're asking you to do that's what makes you a good employee what makes you the next best boss look at people ready yeah. what are they doing how are they creating how are they cultivating how can you improve on something that's already there whether it's coming up with new ideas or how about this even working with your co-workers to create and cultivate with the people around you make an atmosphere where you're all working together and you yeah. all have the same goal in mind to be a better productive group how do you do this? How do you become on the same page? Hang out, get to know your, your coworkers, understand how they communicate. I think this all goes along with creating and cultivating. Don't just assume someone's going to know how you speak. Yeah, cultivate your work ethic. You're not cultivating your work ethic if you're avoiding work and dishing it off all the time. Yeah, stop trying to shift blame, point fingers. Johnny did it. No, Susie did it. It was her fault. Not my fault. In your creating and cultivating your life, and, and, and you're also working on the teaching and training of others to do the same. Absolutely. I've heard someone, you should have a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy, mm. in a sense that someone you can look up to that mentors you, someone that you can mentor, and then have a friend alongside. Yeah. So in <clears throat> work, home, personal, Find all of those. How are you creating and cultivating? How are you taking those that are behind you and bring them forward? How are you creating and cultivating relationships above you to get there, to do the same thing, to move along? Yeah. And then how are you working along others to plow the bigger picture together? Yeah, you're looking up the Paul. You teach Timothy. And then you get your Barnabas with you. That's it. My Barnabas. Barnabas. Pound it, man. God created men to be social and spiritual. So being mature enough 
to think about things outside of this life because obviously it ends every time 100%. But being a mature enough dude that you can think, okay, man, what, what really happens? If I can think about something deep for a change, what really is going to go on? What's outside of this physical stuff? What's, what's the big picture? Yeah, stop thinking about me, I, myself. Stop thinking about yourself and go beyond that. Think about how things are created. How did this universe get here? Yeah. You know, think yeah. about what happens when you do die. The spiritual stuff isn't for sissies. It's, if it is, then if it's for the sissy, if it's easy and weak for sissy people, then give it a shot. You should be able to do it if you're a tough guy. Yeah, we're not saying just be one of those Greek philosophers who sit around in a robe and think all day. Because create and cultivate, go make and do, but at the same time, think. What is beyond just me here yeah want to be thinkers absolutely be a thinker how did the human eye work as well as it does it focuses in it zooms out when there's light no light it you don't have to tell your eye to do these things yeah it is a very complex automatic part of your body when you get an infection your body spikes a fever to fight the infections you don't have to tell your body it naturally does that on its own you cut yourself your body naturally makes a scab to close the opening in your skin like it's amazing our bodies do things naturally because we were made in the image of our creator and that's what you want to think on but just don't sit there and not ponder things be a thinker a lifelong Mm -hmm. learner absolutely a lifelong learner and you know what helps that to be social now i am a social butterfly so i do love talking to people I will admit, I know it's hard to believe, but I am an extrovert, Jay. I never would have known. I know. So Why why you spring that on me here on live television? Surprise! (laughs) (laughs) On live podcasting. We're not on TV yet. No. No. (laughs) The difference between an extrovert versus an introvert isn't that they're not social. It's just one gains energy after being with people and one says, I need some alone time. Yeah. So don't use the excuse of being an introvert for not being social. You may need some quiet time to recharge your batteries, to think maybe more on the spiritual stuff. Don't use your shyness, your introvertness, not to be social. Yeah. Everybody's introvert, extrovert to some degree. I I don't feel like I'm totally introvert. I may be Mm 50-50. Some people are... 75, 25. If you're totally <laughs> introvert, that, that's a disorder or a phobia or something. <laughs> yeah. You should need to be around people at least 1% of the time, right? Yes. Well, listen, and if you're 100% extrovert, you might fall into that FOMO category. FOMO, fear of missing out. So men need to be social. Men need to go out and interact with men. Don't be the extreme in saying that. You need your personal guy time and you leave your family and your wife with the kids, but go out with your family, go out with your wife, go out and talk to people and get a friend, get a good friend, which that might be hard for uh, most men. Oh yeah. To actually, to have a good close friend. Now, of course my best friend's my wife. I love you, Jay, but my wife's closer to me. But outside of that, Jay, you're you're a good guy. I'm a good guy? You're a good guy. Yeah. So, Jay, I love you. You're a pretty good guy, too. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, Jay's my best bud here. I love him. 
But wife's obviously my best friend. My best BFF. friend. My best friend forever. Mm. I feel like a little teenage girl saying that. But men definitely should be social. And being social helps create and cultivate. What I was just saying about create and cultivate yeah. with your coworkers. The yeah. relationships, right? Yeah, and you have to be social to do this. You have yeah. to go out and say, hey, let's have lunch together. Let's yeah. talk. Let's... Remember the friend face? Yeah. Put on your friend face. You Absolutely. need your friend face, man. You got to pursue relationships. That's one of the multidimensional aspects of a man. I could take off my warrior face. I don't always have to be the tough high school senior. Put that, you can put that act down and turn around put your friend face on, man, and, and gain a, a relationship that, that you can actually trust them. Absolutely. Jay, that brings up a good point. King face, you're creating, you're cultivating. Mm-hmm. Your friend face, you're being social in your creating and cultivating. Yeah. And the, the lover face, how else spiritually for yourself, for yeah. your spouse, you, you got to put on that love face. So men, we need to be creator, cultivators, social, and spiritual. Keeping in mind the four faces we talked about the previous really weeks. Really important. With your king, your warrior, your lover, and your friend face. Yeah. Be a well-rounded man. Be, be masculine. Be a man. Grow beard. Grow, like, your beard, dude. I can't say enough about your beard. You guys can't see this beard, but... Thank you, Jay. You, are, you got a good beard, too, bud. Well, Jay, I think that's that covers the beginning portion of... This week's Create and Cultivate. Next week when we get together, we're going to talk about the misunderstanding of God's design in this Creating and Cultivating. That's right. Next week we're going to talk about the misunderstanding God's design. We're going to talk about the two ways to miss, to make misses on Creating and Cultivating. We'll talk about more of that. Sounds good, brother. Hey, listen, I love you. Love you too, man. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week.